Welcome to Frank Shelton's podcast on life, leadership, and our Lord. Frank is an author, evangelist, and one of the most sought-after speakers in America. Frank is married to his sweetheart, Ruth, and they have two children and live near Washington, D.C. After working two decades on Capitol Hill, he left by faith to preach the gospel. He served five years on staff with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he was a chaplain at three Summer Olympics. To date, Frank has preached on five continents and addressed audiences at stadiums over 120,000 in attendance. His TV ministry, By Faith with Frank Shelton, airs weekly to over 150 million homes worldwide. And today, he's thrilled to speak to you. Enjoy today's message by our host, Frank Shelton. Hey, good day to you. An honor to be back on the program with you. Hope all is well in your world. I want to give a shout out to our friends and the Sunshine State in the great Pensacola, Florida, on uh, the wonderful network. It's WNVY AM 1070 and 104.5 FM. It's an honor to be broadcasting to Florida as well as other stations coast to coast. I'm going to give you a full disclosure. I was in fourth grade, and uh, I thought for years the town was Pepsi-Cola, <laughs> And I was almost going into junior high before I finally realized it's Pensacola. But I just want to give a shout out to all of you guys. You guys are first class. So Lord willing, I'll be back preaching in Florida sometime soon. You can always visit our website, frankshelton.com. Click calendar and hopefully we'll be in a city near you. I asked my dear friend Metalark Lemon. It played with the Harlem Globetrotters and also in the NBA Hall of Fame. I said, Lark, you played at Madison Square Garden. You've been all over the world. Where's your favorite city to have played? And he laughed. He said, Frank, every time I'm in your city, it's my favorite city. So whether you're in Bakersfield, California, or Pensacola, Florida, I just want to tell you, God loves you. We've been talking about waiting on the Lord. Last week, I preached part one. Here's part two, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they'll mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. You know, Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we'll reap if we faint not. You know, I really believe the devil would prefer that we live in a microwave mentality. You know, we don't have time to cook, we don't have time to sit at the table, we don't have time to prepare something healthy. And the fast food drive-in is killing us in more ways than one. Some studies have said that even the microwave with some rays can do some harm. Uh, I'll just leave that there. I personally don't believe that quicker is better. I think the devil probably loves and lives the microwave, but I believe Christ, if he was in the kitchen, would be playing in the crock pot. Can I get an amen? And uh, there's nothing like smelling the savory flavors of something boiling in my mom's pot. It seems like it took forever, but once you got your lips on mom's cooking, whoo, praise God, it was worth the wait. You know, and my son and I was just recently at Hershey Park, Pennsylvania, and uh, this was one of the rare times during COVID-19 that we could walk right up to the front of the line. It was surreal. It was unusual. And uh, for the first time... Uh, that may have been one plus that it was nice not being around the crowds. But for everything else, I want to get back to reality. I personally believe when you hear people keep saying new normal, well, that's just code for new world order. And there's nothing normal what's been going on. But if you've been reading the Bible, 
uh, prophecy has been telling about this for ages. So if we're not in the bottom of the ninth, we're in the top of the ninth, but I got good news. So when I talk about waiting on the Lord, last week we talked about waiting on God for our partner. We also talked about waiting on the Lord for our prayers. There's three types of answer to prayer. God and his wisdom will say yes, he'll say no, or he'll whisper the word wait. But you know what? Waiting is not a bad thing. And wait on the Lord for your problems. Now, maybe you're in a car, maybe you're at in the office, maybe you're streaming live, maybe you're washing dishes, looking out the kitchen window, wherever you're hearing me in the sound of my voice. And by the way, I want to be thankful for our partners who help make this possible. Like the show, we live by faith. And I pray that these messages will be an encouragement to you. But uh, if you also would like to sow into this program, please do it. You know, we are presently in 16 cities coast to coast on the radio, and Lord willing, we hope to reach more because God's coming sooner rather than later. But when I talk about waiting on the Lord, there's partners, there's prayers, but I want to talk to you about problems. I'm sure, I'm certain, I'm convinced that you're not the only one that has had some issues, some dilemmas, some setbacks, life threw you a curveball. You know, we've all been there. And you know what? I've learned more in my problems than promotions. I've learned more in my valleys than my victories. I've learned more in my setbacks than success. You know, most people can't relate to mountaintop experiences, but all of us can relate to mishaps and misfortunes. And I got good news. God is the God of the mountain. He's God in the valley. And I just talked to my dear friend, Linda Tate Randall. She's Michael Tate's sister. Michael's the lead singer of the Newsboys, and Linda sings with the Gaithers. And uh, she has an amazing voice, sings Southern gospel and also gospel, and uh, she's just a blessing. But she's told me over and over, Frank, God is faithful in the sunshine, and he's just as faithful in the storm. I'm thankful that we have a God who's not a professional Savior, but a personal Savior, and he's a brother, and he's a heavenly Father that sticketh closer than an earthly brother. So when I talk about waiting on the Lord, or is the Lord waiting on you? I'm going to talk to you today about problems. That's right, problems. We all got them, but you know what? If God be for you, who can be against you? Um, I was one time uh, at the U.S. Capitol, and a special agent came up to me and whispered in my ear, Frank, do you like Garth Brooks? And I said, absolutely. I love Garth Brooks. And uh, he said, well, he's in the rotunda of the Capitol. Can I introduce you to him? And I didn't have to pray about that. And I go from the Senate side over to the rotunda, the dome of the democracy, our republic. It's 212 feet tall. It has the Statue of Freedom on top. I literally almost was born into the hallways of that Capitol. My mom worked for the U.S. Capitol Historical Society, and uh, my dad was with the U.S. Capitol Police. My mom went into labor with me, literally gave birth to me, President's Day weekend, 1972, when we joked where a lot of people come to Washington, some to work in Washington. Very few like me could say, well, I was born to work in Washington. But I'm walking into those marble, that hallways and that beautiful rotunda where they've had heads of state lay in repose and Abraham Lincoln to most recently my former boss, Billy Graham. We just did the same thing for Congressman John Lewis. Uh, There was others Ronald Reagan, to name a few. But I'm standing there, and have you ever been in a place where maybe you don't feel like you belong? 
I thought I would get a chance to see Garth Brooks speaking at a press conference, and then when it was over, get a chance to shake his hand and thank him for his music, maybe get an autograph, and like Elvis, leave the building. And the same special agent played a joke on me. Instead of me being in the crowd looking at the stage, they had me come on a side door, and I found myself in a position and a place that I didn't sign up for. I'm on the platform. Now, nine times out of ten, that's not only better than the front row. You would think that would be an answer to prayer. But when you're on the platform and you see three cameras with lights and they say ABC, CBS, NBC, it was Houston, we have a problem even in the nation's capital. It was a capacity crowd in the rotunda. And to my left were three men. It was a guy you may have heard of named Kenny G, pretty good with the saxophone, Michael Bolton, not bad with a ballad. And there was the G-man himself, and I'm not talking the FBI, it was Garth Brooks. And the thunder rolls. And he's up there in denim jeans and cowboy boots and a denim shirt and a cowboy hat and a belt buckle, almost the size of San Antonio. And here I am in Washington, and he's looking at the camera, but then sees me on the platform, and he's looking at me, and then he's looking at the camera, and he's looking at me, and he was there for the National Endowment for the Arts. And I remember him lobbying Congress saying, don't cut the congressional funding. You may eliminate the next star for making it big. And soon as it was over, he came right up to me. And I'll be honest, I didn't quite sign up for this. I try to always be outgoing and friendly and kind. And I had got out a pen and paper, not so much for an autograph, but Thomas looked like I belonged up on the platform. Everybody believed it but him. And if looks could kill, I could tell Garth Brooks was agitated. And he came right up to me and he asked my name and I sheepishly told him. And, uh, he said something else, and I told him, yes, sir, I, I, I work with the U.S. Senate. It's an honor to meet you. And, uh, and then he looked at me, and I was thinking of Regis Philbin back in the day, hoping for a lifeline. He said, is there a song of mine that's ever done anything for you? And I said, absolutely. That song, Unanswered Prayers by Yours, is probably my favorite song. And at that juncture, he no longer looked mad. It, it was almost like I was able to buy another day with him. And uh, he said, interesting. He said, did you know that's the most requested and perhaps respected of all my songs in concert? And I said, yes, sir, I can see why. And he said, well, do you know the story behind the song? And I said, yes, sir. My mom has the CD. I read the inside of the jacket. And if I recall, you were the captain of a high school football team and you were dating the captain of the high school cheerleading team and everybody and their brother knew y'all were getting married. And and you said something to the effect, God, I'll never ask for anything else again if you allow that woman to be my wife. And uh, life does sometimes throw a curveball, and things didn't go your way, and things didn't work out. And I remember the opening song just the other night at a hometown football game. My wife and I ran into my old high school flame. Ten years had gone by, and what are the odds? He hadn't been back to his alma mater in 520 weeks, 52 times 10. The story is said that she hadn't been back as long, and she happens to show up that night. And when they reunited, they realized it was for the best that they didn't fall in love and live happily ever after. They were both brokenhearted, one probably more than the other. And the interesting thing is they both met and married someone else. And I love that chorus sometimes, I thank God for unanswered prayers. 
and remember when you're talking to the man upstairs. Just because he doesn't answer don't mean he don't care. It's just that God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. That day, Garth Brooks, like maybe you, certainly me, had a problem. But he also trusted God by prayer, and that's when everything fell into place. We need to wait on God for not only our partner and prayers and problems, but as I was leaving, Garth Brooks still took the time to autograph something for my girlfriend at the time, and uh, I'll never forget. And I heard him say not long after in an interview, quote, that he was just a George Strait wannabe. I thought that was amazing that someone of his stature could tip his hat and compliment someone else. I want to encourage you today as you're waiting on the Lord, two things. Until you can compliment others, you may be a complaint to everyone around you. And if you can applaud when God chooses to bless a neighbor, a niece, a nephew, a colleague, a classmate, a coworker, or whether it be a friend, a family member, or a fiance, until you can celebrate their success, you are not going to be living on all cylinders. So in this season of waiting on God, it shouldn't be drudgery, but it should be a blessing. And I want to tell you, serving God is a privilege, and whatever you're trusting him for is worth the wait. Remember, the devil loves microwaves, but I'm convinced that Christ, the chef cooking in the kitchen, loves the crock pot. Because God is never in a hurry, but he's always on time. Are you waiting on the Lord, or is the Lord waiting on you? Thank you for joining Frank Shelton today. Consider bringing Frank to your next outreach. Feel free to contact us at frank at frankshelton.com and look for us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Frank Shelton Jr. If you would like to partner with Frank Shelton Global, you can donate online at frankshelton.com. Your generosity will help us bring the word to the world. This is Frank Shelton reminding you when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. God bless you and go with God. Tune in next week and God bless you.